hi, welcome to Freaks and Creeks, a Dawson's Creek podcast, the show where four millennials who missed the boat 25 years ago take the dive for the first time. Join us as we experience the series with a fresh perspective and see if our adolescent experiences match up with Dawson and the gang. My name is Cody. I'm Stella. I'm Mallory. And I am James. <laughs> and this week we are talking about season two, episode 16. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah. Careful. You better be, because you just might get it. Ah! Yeah. Scary. Ah! Terrifying. Well, let me hit you with some Cape Side correspondence. Yes, please. Wait, wait, sorry. Are... I, not to kill momentum, but maybe maybe should we call this out that we are doing a Zoom recording right now? Oh, yes. Case, yes. Oh, yeah, that's why we all sound notices. fucked up and insane. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. In case anybody notices anything a little bit off this time, we're just trying a, a Zoom recording. So thank you and apologies in advance. We re- appreciate it. It's, it's going to be great. And yeah. back to you, Stella. <laughs> it's going to be so great. Thanks, James. I got it from here. Um, okay, so... My cup is overfloweth with fucking Cape Side correspondence, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to hit you with an email. This is from a while ago. We haven't recorded in a while. So Don't tell is... them that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Don't reveal our secrets. Every episode is recorded moments before it reaches their phones. <laughs> Sunday at like 11.55 is when we start recording. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is from Stephanie L. This is uh, a while back, so again, sorry for the delay, but she says, Hey, y'all, I'm so sorry you didn't have any Cape Sid correspondence and that Stella has been emotionally traumatized by the lack of written love you're all getting. Hopefully this will perk all of you up, but especially her. I'm perked up. Wow. I I do seek the love and appreciation of others that I've worked so hard to earn. I want people to love you and your podcast. So here is my small contribution to the cause. I have been waiting for this episode because every time you talk about Pacey's dad and when you're going to see him. Oh, this is sorry. Side note. This is in reference to episode 12. Yes. Yeah. So going back a few. What episode is that? Um, where was, we meet Pacey's dad, the boat. I think yeah. it's the oh, boat episode. Boaten. Okay. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Uh, when you talk about Pacey's dad and when you're going to see him and what he and the rest of the Witter family is like, I just speak out loud to the podcast as if <laughs> all of you can hear me. Oh, it's coming. This episode just crashes into you like the bus smacking Care Smith's girlfriend and final destination <laughs> with the cold hard fact that the walking. <laughs> The walking pompous sphincter pirate that is Casey's <laughs> firm donor sucks the ultimate big one. Wow, Stephanie. Wow. Impressive. I can go on and on about how much I hate Sheriff Witter. And by the way, how in the utter hell did he get that promotion? But I digress. <laughs> I'm so glad you hate him too. It made my week. Why? <laughs> okay, shifting gears. Why, oh, why are we calling Mitch Daddy Meat? Meat <laughs> <Hey>, Daddy. <laughs> I threw up in my mouth on that one, LOL. <laughs> I promise the man has more character development, and I truly believe he'll grow to adore him. 
like you have with Pacey, just on a smaller scale because there is no one like Pacey. Last note, Dawson is the most selfish, self-absorbed, douche, canoe, trash panda, (laughs) rectum monster on the planet, and I don't understand why he was on the show. He should have been killed off. Oh, my God. Just just wait until season three. You'll want to boil him in mangy hot dog water, I swear. (laughs) I can't wait. I don't want this to be too long too late and i'm only 17 (laughs) minutes into the episode but i was so excited and laughing with you guys and gals that i had to write in hugs and lots of love to my fellow millennials keep up the amazing ups and reviews thanks what an email yeah Yeah, that was a fun one thank you thanks so much stephanie i don't remember where mitch's nickname of mr man meat or daddy man meat or daddy meat or meat daddy came from it's i think it's the pilot was it yeah, I think Gail's so like, get over ripped. here, Mr. Man Meat, or oh, something like oh, that. Oh, okay. And then we Someone all throw up. That? Does she act? Yeah, I don't yeah. remember actually saying that. Someone okay. audibly says it, which is the only really? reason I started saying it. If then it wasn't canon, I wouldn't deal with it. <laughs> I hope it's I hope Gail, it's Gail and, not and not Dawson. Someone else, yeah. Get we, over here, Mr. Man Meat. Should we rewatch the, the, the no! show? No! From the beginning? Yeah. No, I think we shouldn't go any further. We should start over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. Oh, and we can never. Yeah. In order to make progress, we need to start from the beginning and go all the way back. You know, I have joked that once we do finish Dawson's Creek in 20 years, then we should start back from the beginning and then it's a rewatch podcast. Yeah, I agree. I thought you also made a joke about watching it in reverse order. That like too that. would be cool. Mm. That's not I a joke. We, we should do a rewatch re-listen podcast mm. where we listen to our podcast about the show while we rewatch the show. And we do show. commentary on our podcast. Ooh, and the show simultaneously. Our... Yeah. That's a good idea. Wow, mm. this episode was three and a half hours long. I can't believe Man. we did that. <laughs> what yeah, were we thinking? <laughs> Not a lot. Um, okay, y'all. I'm going to go to the next email. Okay, bye, Stephanie. Stephanie bye, Stephanie. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Yeah, that email made me laugh so hard. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, and I think we all agree that we want to see Dawson get boiled alive in hot dog water. Yeah, definitely the biscuit baby yeah and I, I can't believe I mean, he gets worse yeah that's yeah. what i was about to say it keep we already hate him so much like yeah. what is gonna happen does he this like episode. run pacey over i mean <laughs> no spoilers though but this episode we definitely get <laughs> quite a good example of yeah. just how shitty dawson can be this is true this okay is true. so i am going to read an email from laura m cody friend of yours yes okay She says, Dear Freaks and Creeks, first and foremost, I'd like to say I'm a huge fan of the show and of Dawson's Creek. I find myself laughing out loud at your theories and opinions about all of the characters. I'd also like to mention that to fully immerse myself in in the mood of this email, (laughs) I'm currently listening to, I don't want to (laughs) wait, by the divine Paula Cole on a loop. Nice. I'd like to apologize for not writing in sooner but I hadn't thought of a good enough question to ask. However, as I sit down to right now, I finally cracked it. So here it goes. I've come to realize that all you tend to mention note-taking and re-watching the show numerous times. I'd like to know the full process of each of you when it comes to preparing for each episode of the podcast, such as your observations on music, clothing, and other nuances. I hope this question isn't too probing. I just find it very interesting, the points of view each of you make. I'd also like to give a special shout out to Cody. I finally wrote in 
from your biggest fan in Spain, Lara M. Wow. P.S. Thrilled to see the collective love for Pacey finally shining through. P.P.S. Happy holidays. (laughs) (laughs) Happy holidays whenever you listen to this. Happy Groundhog's Day. (laughs) Yeah. Laura, thank you so much for your support. Uh, I think like from episode one, she started sending me... uh, uh, stuff on Instagram, just being like so fucking stoked that we were doing this. And nice. Uh, yeah. So she's a day one fan. Uh, and yeah, we've been friends since like 2004, since high school. Yeah. So oh, crazy. Cool Hi, person. Laura, thank Laura. you so thank much. You. Thank you. I love your question too. That's yeah. great. I mean, I think I'm biased because I could talk about the behind the scenes of podcasting all day and every day. It's, I, I love to nerd out about this, but I'm, I don't know. Do we, how, how do we all prep for the show? I'm sure we all do it slightly differently. Yeah. I mean, since I'm the one that does the read through of the episode, right. uh, my, my process is pretty, uh, uh, painful. I watch a scene and then I think of like, what's the funniest way <laughs> that I could describe what just happened. Uh, cause I'm just here trying to make you laugh guys. And I'll usually, uh, oh, you know what? Scratch that. Before that, Stella and I usually watch the episode and try not to say anything and instead just look at each other with (laughs) insane eyes, being like, holy shit, I can't wait to talk about this. Uh, And then next when we're doing notes, that's when I do the scene by scene, writing up what I'm going to say for the synopsis. Uh, When it comes to like analyzing stuff, I don't really n- know how to answer that. Usually I get a corncob pipe and I sit in a, <laughs> in a leather chair and I am in my den and I put on my little thinking cap and that's how I know what symbolism to think about and concentrate. Honestly, I have no fucking clue. I just write whatever comes to me and that's all it is. That's not too dissimilar from the way that I think we approach it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. Mal and I, of course, we do our first watch together. Uh, you know, un- unfortunately, we're not at a point yet where Cody, Stella, Mallory, and I all live in a podcast mansion. So we <laughs> have yet. to... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. We have, yeah. we have to do it separately. But Mal and I do our, our watch together. And s- very similarly, we just... Look we at each s- other. Silently. Yeah, no <laughs> reaction in the pitch black. So even if we do crack a smile, nobody knows... And we watch that together. And then the second watch is when we start, I start to anyway, take our, our my notes on, on the episode. I do that by myself. Of course, mm-hmm. Mel does as well. I usually, I think I watch each episode. It's gotten way down in, yeah. in our, now that we're here yeah. in midway of season two, I only watch each episode maybe like maybe three times now. Like once just Mal and I once to take my notes and then once more to like, make sure I'm not totally fucking insane writing crazy doo doo stuff, you know? <laughs> Um, back in season one, though, I watched it more because I was doing clips. So mm-hmm. I have to do it like yeah. once just to get the clips, you know, um, and, and I was trying to I was trying harder. <laughs> sorry. To, sorry to admit it, guys. <laughs> also, our pro, our uh, format was a little different. Yeah. So yeah. I like for me personally, my process was I, I think I watched it more times right. last season because our process or our format was different. But now that it's a little bit pared down, I watch it. I think I watch it like one less time. Like yeah. I probably watch it like three times for first one with us, second mm-hmm. one you know, kind of like vague notes. And then the third one, I'm taking a little bit more detailed notes looking at like the fashion and things like that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Stella? Yeah, kind of similar. I think before, like when we had our old f- format, I would like pause every scene and try and think if I had anything to say. 
Whereas now I just kind of like try and pay attention to what's happening with each of the characters and totally um, take notes based on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. I mean, I, I tried for a little while to like actually track character plots and everything. Now I just try to write what I think is interesting in each episode. And that's a, about as, as deep as I can get because I'm an idiot and I have <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what is actually happening behind the scenes, which is where my vampire theories come from. Oh my god, vampires! I know they've been vampires. well; they're still there. Don't worry, they're still there lurking. Okay. A lot, a lot in this episode for sure, <laughs> especially at the uh, jazz club. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ! Um, okay, I have uh, one other big piece of Capeside correspondence. Ooh, breaking news. We've already beeped and bopped. Sorry. Okay. Whoa. (laughs) Wait, you want to beep and bop for every email that we get? Maybe. I thought it was just for the opening of the bag. Yes, it is. It is. I was just excited, okay? Breaking news. Yeah, breaking news. Okay, this is, it's breaking news because it's an Apple Review podcast. And so that. (laughs) Apple Review podcast once again. Another episode. <laughs> Welcome everybody to our our podcast within a podcast where we I guess we review Apple Podcasts. All right, all right. It's an Apple review. Podcast Apple, Oh my fucking god. <laughs> you know this what I'm saying? Do Zoom recordings. <laughs> okay. Here we go. I Five stars. This is from Candace. She they say Hello, I am pretty late to the party, but I am thrilled to have found you. I listen to an unusually large amount of 93 watch podcasts. I appreciate your unfiltered and brutally honest assessments. It's so fun and refreshing. I am a later born Gen Xer who watched when the show originally aired and have watched so many times I couldn't count. I have a love-hate relationship with Dawson's Creek, but is forever the place where I met one of my most long-lasting teenage mediated boyfriends. Growing up in love with Dylan McKay, Peace Witter, and Luke Danes, in that order, I am grateful to hear you slowly coming around to the rogue charm of Pacey. So many good times to come. Thank you for bringing joy into my little world. Much love and support, Candace. Candace, we Thank love you. Candace, Candace. 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 we appreciate love you. It. it was a good one. I love Pacey now. Oh, yeah. yeah. i to say it. Was that yeah. Candace's first crush? Was that, or was, or was Pacey number two? The first two? one was Dylan McKay. Who the fuck is <laughs> Dylan McKay? I'm going to Google him right now, because I don't know who he is. Y'all just notice in my I Zoom was, thing, uh, yeah. balloons came up? What? Yes. Is that what How you did? I, I, didn't, that? I didn't notice that. Okay. Man, Zoom <laughs> is so sick. so cool. We should, this should be a video podcast, honestly, because yep. then you get to see my Zoom balloons. Um, <laughs> Beverly Hills 90210. Ah. Uh. Ah, yes. Luke oh, Perry. Luke Ooh. Perry, yeah. Of course. Of course he'd be your number one, yeah. I've only seen okay. the pilot to that, that show. That hair. And <laughs> he's not in the pilot, so I got to go back. Oh, he's not in the show. pilot? Interesting. He's not the pilot. He shows up in episode two. Hmm. Is that like another teen coming of age show? Yeah, it's so funny yeah. because I think in the pilot of our show, when we started, we talked about how we were under the impression that Dawson's Creek felt like like the, this big teen drama show that like really started it. We were all wrong. It's Beverly Hills yeah. 90210. That was mm-hmm. the one that like really uh, kick-started. Yeah. That's like 90 or 91. I always forget about that one. It was also I never Saved by it. the Bell. 
Saved by the Bell, too, mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Screech? Yeah. Mm. R.I.P. Screech. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Screech. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did he die recently? Yeah, R.I. Screech. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, last thing before I close up the old Cape Side correspondence segment, um, just want to shout out our uh, friend of the show, uh, number one fan, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Uh, for uh, for writing in, he pointed out um, in episode fifteen, um, behind our evil teacher friend, when yes. he's teaching, there's a board with like cut out letters and it spells big dick. Yes. Big dick energy. I did not notice that. I don't think any of us did. No, I think I did. I noticed it. It's, oh, it says did. big Dickens, but the, it's circled. Like, I think dick it's is like, cross cir- the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like a word search or whatever. Mm-hmm. God, remember we didn't mention it during searches? our episode though. Fuck. They're cool. Word search. Love yeah. word search. Word search. I have a word search book. I wish I did. Yeah. Have you ever read The Da Vinci Code? That's all it is. <laughs> Robert Langdon is just figuring out Jesus's bloodline via word searches. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. That's why the the movie stunk so bad, because it was just two and a half hours of Tom Hanks <laughs> looking at a wall of words, <laughs> circling them. Big dick. Big no, dick. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't translate well to the screen. No, not quite. Okay, well, should we get into it? Let's get yeah. into it. Okay. So, again, this week we are talking about Season 2, Episode 16, Be Careful What You Wish For. Uh, Dawson's surprise 16th birthday party goes awry when he and Andy show up drunk. Ooh. This episode aired on March 3rd, 1999, and it was written by Heidi Ferrer, uh, directed by David Semmel. Wow. Hell yeah. Yeah. Another David Semmel one. Yeah. Thanks, David. March 3rd, 1999. It's, I still am not used to it being in 99. It just feels weird. And March 3rd, what a day. Day that will live in infamy, right? Party like it's (laughs) now it's a holiday. (laughs) Hey, that's true. Shall we? I guess so. We don't have anything else to talk about with this one before we get into it, right? I don't think so. Do it. Do it, Cody. Let's do it. Kick it off. Boo. Uh-oh, guys, Dawson is losing it. On the eve of his 16th birthday party, Pacey arrives to find Dawson having a manic episode in his bedroom. He's trying to articulate that at this age milestone, he has yet to find himself, and he's completely stagnated, while everyone else in his life has their shit figured out. When Pacey tries to give him advice in finding something to work towards, Dawson takes this to mean One and only one thing, he needs Joey back. The next day, a blurry-eyed Gale walks into the kitchen to find who? Mitch Daddy. As is tradition, Mr. Man Meat is cooking up brekkie for the birthday boy. Dawson is pumped. Gale, not so much. Mitch and Gale go out and chat about the birthday plans, and guess what? Gale is planning on getting Dawson his first car. Mitch thinks it's a big financial decision, which opens the floodgates for Gale to wonder why he hasn't been more supportive financially during their separation. Yikes, guys. Big sads over here. 
Over at the ice house, Pacey and Joey plan Dawson's surprise birthday party. He'll be taking the birthday boy on a little drive that ends up at the Leary household for Joey to unveil the big shebang. But when Jack waltzes in and out, the tone changes. Pacey asks how she's doing after that big Jack reveal, and she says she's completely fine. Hmm, don't know about that. Outside, Jack is accosted by Abby Morgan and her little minions. They immediately exoticize him for being gay, and it's deeply uncomfortable. Jack literally calls her Satan, but she wants to prove to him that she's a-okay. Again, don't know about that. Meanwhile, in therapy, Andy vents about her need for control and the need to please, as well as the panic attacks arising from her social pressures. Her therapist then recommends that Andy loosen up and put herself first for a change to give herself a night of imperfection. Back at the ice house, Joey opens up to Bessie, wondering where life goes now. Bessie says she should actually find herself like she intended to before she got with Jack, but just then, the titular birthday boy pops in. Over at Jen's, she and that homophobic slimeball Tyson wrap up a bunch of presents. They flirt about eyeballing each other. It's icky as fuck. And it culminates in a barf-inducing smooch. But before it gets too hot, he stops to go back to present making. At the Capeside Docks, Dawson and Joey take a stroll and talk on the subject of hope. For Joey, it's a hope of some snow that evening, and for Dawson, he hopes for them to get back to what they once were, beyond friendship. The truth, he wants her back. It's the only thing that makes sense to him. <laughs> They're meant to be, but Joey ain't having it, and Dawson runs away, super peeved. Later that night, Pacey drives Dawson in a very intoxicated Andy through the streets of Capeside. Dawson is pretty doomed out, and Pacey wants him to cheer up. On Andy's suggestion, they turn the car to check something out. Our heroes end up at the super sexy jazz club. Andy explains her new letting loose ideology. And when Pacey's away, Dawson and Andy order the next round, ensuring it's filled to the brim with booze. This will be Dawson's first drinking experience. Time passes, and the two very intoxicated drinkers order additional rounds and decide to... Hop on the stage for a blues-themed open mic night with a full backing band. Now, dear listeners, if for whatever reason you're not watching the series and instead just listening to our future chart-topping award-winning podcast, I urge you to pause our show and watch this episode just for this sequence. There are no words that could bring what I'm about to describe to justice. Both our drunken heroes perform a three-ish minute blues number that feels like ten straight hours of shoving nails directly into your eardrums. But as this visual, this is a visual medium, your poor beautiful eyes are forced to experience the wretchedly directed choreography of faux drunk teenagers trying to look cool. Andy and Dawson sing their blues, what you might consider a rundown of the last several episodes' melodrama, and it ends with overwhelming applause. Pacey, however, <laughs> is not pleased. He wants them to dip out, but Dawson and Andy aren't having it. Pacey now realizes they're pretty wasted, and just as our heroes try to make a scene when they're finally asked to provide their IDs, to this, Pacey drags them out. Meanwhile, at the Leary household, Joey preps for the party, but is worried about Dawson hating her. But Bessie tells her, hey, don't worry about it. Jack shows up and Abby and her horned up minions salivate over him. It's awkward. Jen and Tyson too roll up and once again engage in smooching. 
But Tyson pulls back. Jen wants to know what's up. Tyson hates being turned on by her because he's worried that, in his words, things could get out of hand, aka premarital sex. And outside the house, Abby once again accosts Jack. She tells him that there's no such thing as being gay, arguing for pansexuality, and that no one is truly boxed into such strict sexual attractions. Jack suddenly looks as though he's listening. In the kitchen, Mitch argues with Gail about the car as a birthday present decision, but Gail ain't having that. And in said car, Jen and Tyson are engaged in some steamy, titanic, sexy stuff. But Tyson stops her, saying she's tempting him. He's not having it. He says he knows it's going to lead to sex because of who she is, a.k.a. slut-shaming. Oof, she's rightfully pissed and walks away. Back inside, Abby finds Jack and gets him alone in Dawson's room, continuing the conversation about a more open sexuality. After some weird-ass belly button talk, the two <laughs> stare into each other's <laughs> eyes on the bed. Hmm. Downstairs, our drunken heroes, plus Pacey, pop into the house. Dawson and Andy dance on the table like a bunch of embarrassing fools. Joey drags Dawson away to hide him from his parents in his room, and when they open the door, Jack and Abby are making out. To make it worse, Dawson once again forces us to endure him singing some more blues. Jack chases Abby downstairs, declaring he's never been gayer. In the kitchen, Gail pulls out the cake and realizes her boy is drunk. Dawson proclaims his wishes that his mom never cheated, that his dad would get a job, that they would be adults, that Pacey would go back to being a loser to make himself feel better about himself, that Jen would stop being a party girl, that Jack would stop stealing his girl, that Joey would come back to him. He tries to kiss her, but she pushes him off, and he lands face first right into his big old cake. Sometime later, Dawson and Andy are both puking up their guts in the bathroom. They're a little sobered up and filled with regrets. They never want to drink again. Outside, Gail admits that Dawson's behavior proves he's not mature enough for a new car. Mitch proposes that they both go in on a used car and have Dawson pay it off. On the topic of mistakes, Mitch admits they're all still learning. Over by the dock, Joey asks Jack what's up with Abby, of all people. He admits that he was duped by Abby because she made him feel kind of quote-unquote normal, but the experience made him double down on who he is. Joey admits that everyone wants to feel normal, but no one ever really does. He just doesn't want to end up alone. Back at Jen's, Tyson tells her he doesn't think they should see each other anymore. She rightfully gives him shit for his evangelical mental trap that allows her to represent the bad one in the relationship. He says he's struggling with his desires and his beliefs. He apologizes for hurting her feelings and it's all about him, but she disagrees since it is about her. He ruined what they had. She closes the door on him, hopefully for the last fucking time. In Dawson's room, Joey pops in and forgives him for his dumb drunk ways. He's embarrassed and admits to being sad and lonely. He asks why she went to Jack after him, and she says it's simply because he wasn't Dawson. She needed someone who wasn't already close and not intertwined with her life. She needs to find out if she can be a whole person without him, alone. And to that, he tells her to do it quickly because he loves her. He falls asleep almost instantly. And she too tells him that she loves him. She approaches the window to discover it's snowing and we fade to black. What an episode. I, I rewatched the episode today, but hearing you... Uh, recap it just made me want to watch it again you want to watch this again yeah what makes you want to watch it again because it's just so funny it's like so 
it's so many ridiculous things happen uh, that just make me laugh. I'm with you. I think I actually, my initial watch on this episode, I really, really did not have very much fun with. And then my successive, my next watch, I didn't enjoy. And then I uh, watched it again today and was like, I think this is the best episode of Dawson's Creek yet. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. I don't know if it's just that like that little break that I took between watches, but I genuinely, I, I really liked this episode. I thought it was funny. I thought it had heart. I thought it had a lot going for it. It also is really bad in the way yeah. that like only Dawson's Creek can be. And I love it for that. It feels like peak Creek of season two mm. of Dawson's mm-hmm. Creek for me. Hmm. Like in a, like it's a so bad it's good way or like genuinely great? Oh, I mean, it's not genuinely great. Oh, okay. Yes. It's like not, I would say, yeah. yeah. For me, this is like the most entertaining episode of season two. <laughs> mm-hmm. But for me, this is also the worst episode of season two. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cringy. A, oh, lot, yeah. a lot of it. It's insane. It's totally <laughs> fucking insane. And if it was like, even if you remove the bar sequence, which we will get into, and, yeah, even- and, like the horrible drunk acting and the sound of falling into the cake. Oh, I love that. Like, like all that shit fucking rules. But if you take all that away, I sw- this feels like a fucking recap episode. Like back in the 90s, like mm-hmm. they, they like every once in a while you'd get like a clip episode or a recap episode to like catch people up that haven't been watching. And I feel like nothing really happens in this episode. Everyone's just like reiterating all the plot lines that have gotten us to where we are right now. Like when Dawson's drunk and like, explaining yeah, totally. all of yeah. his thoughts it's just like yeah like hey audience do you remember that this is happening this is why it's happening blah 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 hmm. well yeah. so i i agree with that and that was i i thought that and at the same time because i when i was watching it i was like really annoyed that gail and mitch were bickering which like it felt like they had kind of like grown and moved a little bit past some of the bickering but it felt very like you know, early relationship of them arguing. I was like, why is this happening? And then like, again, the same stuff with Jen where it's like, she's not in the, uh, in the cold open Dawson says, well, Jen's moving. She's, or she's not necessarily moving forward, but she's moving. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and then when Dawson's drunk and then like brings awareness to all of those things, I was kind of like, annoyed but at the same time it was like okay this feels like a reminder that what they're doing is purposeful and like because i i don't know it's just like okay so they are writing jen this way i think to like Mm. maybe isolate her or i don't know bring us somewhere it it just like felt like because they're aware of all these like things that are happening and Dawson's calling them out. I was kind of like, okay, maybe this all has a purpose. Giving some credibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, because it's pretty awful to keep watching Jen do this shit and not know where they're going with it. Like, is she learning yeah. anything? It's hard right. to tell. Yeah, it is hard to tell. I mean, she like, keeps it- repeating behaviors and just choosing Ty. I mean, this fucking doo doo boy. This fucking doo-doo boy who sucks so bad. And it's like so bad. I like, 
hopefully this is like the nail in the coffin for this relationship because it's so fucking awful but it's and i don't know it's hard to like really quantify and like rank her ex-boyfriends that we've met so far i mean it's like him billy dawson i guess uh (laughs) but like he feels like the worst so far of like these people uh especially like this episode where he's like projecting all of his like bullshit onto her and like the reasoning of like why they can't like be sexual with one another. It is his fault. Um, But yeah, it's like this like awful stagnation with her character. And like, is this like all she has left? Like she just dates bad dudes and we're just going to like cycle through that over and over again. It's going to be the same thing because like she was the new girl in town characterization and that worth and quickly. And she was the party girl arc in that like is I guess that's over, even though they keep mentioning it. And so like I mm-hmm. this this is right. all it is. Is this what they mean by she's moving but not exactly forward? It's just like she, things yeah. happen to her. Yeah, and then at the party he even mentions that she he like she's the one that to party with, you know. So he's still yeah, putting he's like, her in that that little I box party with you. of like, yeah, I want to party with you. So Yeah, I mean but I sorry, I guess just because I don't know. Just uh, <laughs> Do people understand what I'm trying to say? Like, are you trying because- to say that the writers are aware of this, and so they like are like they may, they're yeah. saying the quiet thing out loud by making it a part of this narrative? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I, I think a lot of people will write themselves into a corner and then acknowledge it for a lot of shows. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I mean, I think time will tell, right? Like, this show has proven to be moderately self-aware. You know, and it's kind of like a little bit like tongue in cheek sometimes. So it, it's yeah. I, I feel like if we get a couple more episodes where she is where it's feeling like they're being like, hey, look, isn't this isn't this weird? You know, like, think about this. Mm-hmm. Actually, think about this. Isn't this bad? I think then it'll be easier to say. But right now it's kind of like, is she are we just going to continue to get the cautionary tale? Is that Jen's function in the script? You know, is she just the lesson to be learned constantly? I don't, like, this show isn't high art. <laughs> and, like, no. when I think of something like this, it reminds me of, gotta talk about it at least once an episode, but, like, Twin Peaks The Return. Sure. Uh, spoiler for that show, but Kyle MacLachlan as Agent Coop is not Agent Coop throughout the entire thing. And instead, no. he's a stagnant character that is dumb and weird. And the whole purpose behind that is to, Lynch is saying, like, giving an audience what they want is bad. And so I'm going to keep the present away from them so they keep seeking it. And I feel like that's a smart way of doing what this is trying to do. Sure. But for what Jen, it feels the opposite. It feels like, oh, fuck, we haven't really given her anything to do and there's no, like, real purpose to her character because it falls flat really quickly. Or we can, like, solve her issues very quickly in, like, these, right. like, mm-hmm. two to three episode arcs. So now it's just whatever. I mean... Maybe they are just saying, like, we fucked up and we know we fucked up and we're scrambling here, guys. This is the last you'll ever see a Tyson and we're going to give her something really juicy to work with next episode. I don't know. I, I hope don't know. so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also feel like we have had this conversation before about Jen. Oh, yeah. And so, I, yeah, it either makes me wonder, like, okay, this is annoying that we keep coming back to this point, but I Again, also, is it that they are trying to, I don't know, write her in some fashion? Yeah, I don't Time know. will tell. We'll find yeah. out if there's yeah. payoff yeah. to it. There is payoff in Twin Peaks. I don't know if there's going to be payoff here. <laughs> I don't know. We got payoff. I mean, she tried to, 
what the fuck was she doing in the backseat of the car? They're just fooling around. I know, but... Oh, the Titanic scene, you mean? The yeah. Titanic scene, Of yes. his new car? I, the sweaty hand. <laughs> yeah. I, I, what did you guys think about this? Because on the one hand, hey, have fun. On the other hand... That's my brand new car. Now it smells like you two <laughs> yeah. fooling around. I haven't even fucking seen it. And now my ex-girlfriend is fooling around with the worst dude in fucking Cape Side. <laughs> That's true. I didn't even really yeah. think about that connection. Honestly, like in a lesser in a lesser show or maybe like a season one plot line would be Dawson finding out that she was totally. doing stuff in his car. And then like that would be the episode. We would have got totally. the same reveal... It, that they got with Joey walking in on Jack and um, and Abby, but then we would have gotten it doubled down with Joe. Jo, nope, Do- Do- Jody. Nope. Jody, yeah, Jody. Jody, <laughs> Jody and Brico. Interesting. Uh, yeah, Jen Brico. and Tyson. Ty, Jen and Ty, and Jen then we would have, of course, because rule of threes. Then, oh my God, I just wrote a better episode. Then, mommy man meet and daddy man meet. <laughs> Are also caught kissing and fooling around. And this is like we got when they hooked up after the fixing the dishwasher. We're just rearranging this. Oh. Man, that would have been yeah. a better episode. It would do you think they would have used the them same? Them in the car would have been better. Ooh, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. Instead of fighting in about the car. The car. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge, it is a huge <laughs> car. They're like, guys, let's check out how big this car is. <laughs> We and then sh- they just send it back to the dealership because yeah. they... Yeah. <laughs> it smells like sex in here. It's yeah. fucking weird. <laughs> uh, did you guys think that was weird product placement, though, that they were like, Mitch, I already got him a car. It's an Explorer. Oh, my God. I hated the car stuff in yeah. this episode. It made no fucking sense to me. The, like, I mean, yes, the product placement is fucking stupid. Uh, it's the worst product placement since the extremely uh, apparent... What was that? Like a Mentos commercial Plastic. that they did? Yeah, at least this like they worked they worked into the narrative like, a little better. But my God, like, I don't know. Was it confusing at all to you that their whole thing is Dawson doesn't deserve a new car because he has proven that he's reckless. Right. right so yeah. instead, we're going to get him a used car. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that, you know, that he has to be responsible for if yeah. it breaks down, he has to get, you know, do the work pay to, for. has to help. Yeah. So, I mean, I get, I, I get it. I, but if you're worried about his responsibility, is that the res- Like it's going to yeah. teach him responsibility, yeah. but if it doesn't, <laughs> then he's just got a shitty car. Yeah. If anything, they yeah. should have said like, we'll, we'll set up a payment plan. And then a year from now he gets a car. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. Like if he shows that he can invest his time and money or something, I don't right. know, work for it or just do something that's not a car. It felt just like really weird to have a one-to-one of car to car. I don't know. Or or get yeah. him a new canoe. But it is, or get him a new yes. canoe. What, is his 16th birthday, right? So Speed he's boat. getting his, his uh, that's the point of the car, right? Because he's yeah. turning, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do think he should have got like a, a a jet boat instead. Yeah. Like they have totally. in, in Florida. But but yeah, I mean, it would have, <laughs> they should have instead sent him to be a mechanic and then he learns some oh. life skills. Because like Pacey says in the beginning, Dawson, you got to stop trying to learn life from the movies, bud. You got to live in the real world. What if they then scaled that up and was like, yeah, Dawson, you got to go actually live in the real world. You got to learn how to fix a car because we're giving you a piece of shit jalopy. You're going to have to build a car. You're going to have to buy the parts one by one on eBay. 
Fred Flintstone style. You're going to have to power the car. <laughs> How are we on time? That's a great question. We're probably about where we should take our first break. So let's take our very first commercial break. Okay, cool. Um, all right, and we are back. I want to talk about everybody's favorite character, Ty Tyson. Um, so it was last episode where he got super Old Testament anti-gay, right? Yes. And then at this episode, he does all of this slut shaming. I just want to do a quick over under. Yeah. Do we think Ty is actually Dunzo for for sure Gonzo, or do we think he's going to be coming back? I mean, I just like don't I, want him on this show, so I'm just me. gonna yeah, say, yeah, exactly. This is it. I hope he's gone. I think he's done. I think he's done too. I think he's done. Honestly, I, th- I hope the only thing that remains of Ty is the jazz club. <laughs> oh God. God, that is the best that's, location that's we've the, had so far, right? I mean, yeah, I think that like out of anything that he brought, brought that was <laughs> that was the best. I do like a good new location. And- yeah. What a location, too. Uh, I think we it don't have to move on building. or anything, but just curious when Andy is in the car and makes Pacey slam on the brakes because she saw something, right. it, is the jazz club what she saw? Because that's like the next time we see those characters. Yeah. So it has to be. I think so. That, that's Which what, is, yeah. Yes. And it made me think, like, is it a different club? Oh. Because had oh, so you think it's a different club? Well, has Andy I, I had know. Andy been no? So previously it was Joey, Dawson, and Jen, Jen, and Tyson, yeah. and Ty. So Dawson so, would have known, right. right? Dawson would have known, but Pacey and Joe and Andy know, right? Yeah, I know it'd yeah. be very easy for us to just go back and look at a previous episode and reference. I mean, it looks <laughs> identical, rooms, but it looks identical. Yeah. yeah, it looks identical, and I love that it's like it brings for me. It brings like world building to totally. to Capeside, and I feel like it has become, almost become its own character. Oh yeah. Oh, of club. course it does. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I also wonder though if Ty is Gonzo Babunzo Dunsey, and they just had this spectacular phoenix moment much like much like ty did but pacey but dawson and andy basically having their big drunken blow up being like we're fucking 16 years old and this guy's dad is the sheriff are we actually going to see this bar again or are they now like like Mm. done you know jen's not Mm. gonna go back right so would dawson go back he probably wouldn't andy probably (sighs) won't go back and pacey is probably not yeah that's right they they did kind of screw it up for themselves there. Yeah. Fuck, like, that is an astute observation. Yeah. I don't like it, James. No, I know. I, I, know. I like there. the jazz club. I want this to become like <laughs> Glee, but at the jazz club. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Fuck. every episode is a new open mic night. That open get, mic night, oh man. That God. was. Did you get? Did you catch? Did you all catch the shade that they gave that singer? Yes. Oh yes. yeah. Yes. Yes. Hilarious. As you can tell, this is open mic, mic night. night. 
I love that too because when they come back and she's sing, she's singing Fever, right? The yeah. song Fever. Yeah. And the ang- the camera's like super up close. The angle's all Dutch. It's well, like kind of like a fisheye lens. It's like it's it's it yeah. also sounds like she's singing through like a carnival filter. It's like very Lynchian. I love your take on it when when we were, you did mention this when we were watching it together. Um that you you thought maybe it was like them watching it they're getting they're drinking and they're kind of like tipsy and getting drunk Definitely. and so it was like maybe their perspective of this For like sure. slow kind of wonky you know performance like and it yeah because it was kind of in slow-mo i think yeah. we were getting drunko vision there because yeah. the angle is all weird and it just feels very tense and i don't know there's I, I do think there was something weird with the audio in the very beginning. Either they intentionally oh, yeah. told her to sing kind of weird and off key and to have the band kind of be like not super locked in or they did something because it's just strange. Mm-hmm. It's and very like off-putting. It. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think we're getting drunk vision, but it's also just annoying because David Semmel is a like a competent director and this show has a pretty set in stone visual language. Like we know what to expect with the right. show, but it just, it just like doesn't feel enough to like have it only in the jazz sequence. Cause why not keep that drunk vision going throughout the entire episode until they start puking yeah. in the bathroom. Right. Yeah, well, I love the fisheye lens of Dawson's face running through his house before he smacks into the cake mm-hmm. or something, right? Totally. Like, mm-hmm. It would have been the perfect time to throw Drunko Vision when he's giving his big, like, yeah. and uh-huh. you fuck you, and you fuck you. You know, that speech totally. would have been great. Yeah, have you guys seen Poor Things yet? No, no I want to see it. The new Lanthimos movie? I want to see it. They do it's a great so thing uh, of transitioning the beginning movie to the end. In the beginning, when Emma Stone's character is still, uh, like, infantile, the the shots are very bizarre and hmm. like shots will only last for like two or three seconds before cutting to something else and it's like very fragmented. It's so, like while she grows as a character, the cinematography and like everything mm, else like grow cool. with her. That's cool. It's very intentional and cool. And I would love to see a version of that being placed in Dawson's Creek with yeah. Dawson <laughs> like getting more and more drunk and then sobering yeah. up. Totally. It'd be fun to see that arc. If that or, episode uh, were made now, oh, <laughs> say, or a baby brain put in Dawson's head. Yeah, or a baby brain too. put in Dawson's head. Yes, I would I love to see say, that show. If, yeah, totally. Um, if that episode were made like today, that would I, I feel like that yes. would be in that how they it would yeah. be produced, right? Like, yeah, and it wouldn't mm, just be drinking. I, They'd be like taking no. psychedelics, yeah, or like yeah. fentanyl or right. something. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> be like fucking euphoria. Yeah, for sure. I think they would also do the uh, the the cool camera that they did the self the front facing camera that they did in old school remember that yes. great Will Ferrell movie talk where about great cinematography <laughs> they're streaking down the streets and yeah. they've got the oh, fr- yeah. with, with all the drunk filters on it I think that yeah. would look great I, I'm actually kind of surprised that they did they didn't do more camera tricks in this episode because like we're pointing out there was it was rife with opportunities and as we're pointing out really it was just in the bar and then the very end when Dawson's on the bed and Joey comes in we get a little I actually I'm curious how they did this shot because the it's like a it's kind of like a dolly shot and a and a, like a a crane shot or something but the camera it it goes up above Dawson on the bed spins around and then lowers back down and tracks and kind of like pans around the bed as the two of them are talking we get a little brief like there like he has the spins but mm. other than that we really don't get a lot of cool camera moves yeah and there yeah i'm trying to think the you do get the crane shot at the end of Joey by the window right like yeah. pulling away so there's like a, there's like some visual flair in this but for mm. the most part that besides the jazz scene right it's pretty standard 
I can't wait for the rest of this season to be like a completely ice apocalypse, winter devastated oh <laughs> Cape side because of that that ending shot. I mean, the it, snow. Yeah, yeah. It was first time like, they mentioned seasons. I feel like. Feels mm. Yeah, right? for this show now, being is, so status quo-y, yeah. finally getting something like that is so good. And that also feels like a kind of a world building thing yeah. to me. Like I feel I mean, I've been watching a lot of Gilmore Girls recently, which is very they're very much about like seasons and it feel it makes it feel kind of lived in. And I feel like that, that yeah. kind of brings that element to this episode with the snow in it. It has meaning because they talk about it, you know, in reference to like their childhood. And yeah. 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 That was nice. And it represents new beginnings, mm-hmm. right? That's Winter true. is the end yeah. of life and the start of new life. And well, if you look at the like the Joseph Campbell hero's journey, uh, winter winter is usually like the worst time for the hero. Like if you're mm-hmm. talking about like Luke Skywalker and seventy seven Star Wars, that's when they're yeah. in the pit of despair with the walls closing in on them, and they're all thinking they're going to die. Like that's exactly. the winter of the character. The so do we believe. Journey. Yeah, so do we believe uh, this is the winter for all of these characters? Like, this is the bottom mm. for all of them where they're at right Rock now? Bottom. Kind of. I mean, Dawson did something extremely embarrassing. Pacey, I guess, is a kind of a background character. He's not really at a bottom right now. He's actually pretty good, but his girlfriend is kind of losing it. But Jen's kind of at a bottom because she's just, like, going through horrible boyfriend after horrible boyfriend right. and mm-hmm. is stagnant. Joey's awful, obviously, because of Jack. So it's I I guess you could say it's all their winters of despair. That's kind of interesting. I hadn't really thought about that as actual symbolism representing the characters, but I think you're kind of right. Like everybody, with the exception of Pacey, is at rock bottom. Or totally, yeah. And on that note with Joey, I noticed during the birthday party she's wearing all black, and it was almost like she is in mourning. Mm. To me, it felt like very like you know, yeah. like kind of maybe a foreshadow, sure. intentional, like a foreshadow of what was to come for that evening. But, it, but also just like in general, just like this dark feeling that she, you know. Yeah. Joey in this episode is like a Smith song. Like the music <laughs> yeah. sounds really fun and everyone's having a good time, but right. the lyrics are dark as hell. So it's yeah. like, yeah. keep saying that, yeah, I'm fine. Everything's totally cool. But in reality, everything's fucking awful. And she's just like hard for her to admit that. Mm-hmm. Why is it that Joey got stuck with organizing this whole party? I mean, I know that like it's Joey, Dawson, and Pacey, and if Pacey's <laughs> out running interference, then that leaves Joey. I guess that's the explanation. But then, why? Like, it just seems like a disaster waiting to happen. To yeah, me. it's like, wh- like yeah, his, like why did his parents? Right. What? Yeah. And exactly what? How, how do understand. we think Dawson knew that the surprise party was happening? Because as we, you know, let's let's jump back to the the best. Is it the best scene in the entire episode? Him singing yes. the blues. Oh, oh, you yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. He, he reveals that he knows that there's a surprise party waiting for him at the house. How does he know that the surprise party is waiting? Yeah, we didn't actually see that. That like that wasn't revealed, was it? No, we didn't. Yeah, it like just, did he? I guess he's I'm like, not sure. He's making an insane assumption, or maybe this is like an annual tradition, like Daddy Breakfast. Maybe yes. Or he saw something, some, some something that tipped it off. I, don't I know. feel like his parents were, or or I guess his mom was like, "No, you can't be home tonight." Oh right, you, yeah. We've sure. I, we're gonna be gone doing something, and he's like, "What the fuck? Why would you yeah. go?" But I mean, it would have been <laughs> nice to see him kind of put the pieces together instead of him just like drunkenly connect it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. But I, 
I that that music that that performance, man. Is it worse than Joey's song from season one? Ooh. No, yes, I'd great, say great question. Okay, <laughs> yeah. go around. Let's go around. What do you think? I say no. I no. say yeah. You say yes. Oh yeah, so much worse. I I don't I don't think so. The the lyrics that he's yes. the, the words that he's saying that is worse than what well. Joey. Okay, I think with Joe like Joey's seems <laughs> if that's very, what we're like, talking about earnest. All of it, yeah. And that was like very cringy. Yes. For her to like, it's like her doing a talent show versus like oh, them being yeah. drunk and just kind of fooling around. Do we think that Andy, the actress, what's her name? Um, um, Meredith Monroe. Meredith Monroe. Monroe. Right. Do we think Meredith Monroe can actually sing or do we think that they were like giving her a cover because she is completely arrhythmic? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's just. The, I think it's just the point. But like, but that's another thing right. too that drives yeah. me fucking insane. Is like drunk acting is hard. Yes, and they fail so bad so in this bad. episode. It's so embarrassing. But they're both good actors. Like I do yeah. think uh, James Vanderbeek's a good actor. I think Monroe's a good actor. Mm. But it's like, what the fuck? And it's not that like David Semmel's a bad director. He's directed a lot of really good stuff outside of this too. So it's like, I bet that shot what was is just. This? It was just so expensive. And they're like, we are bleeding thousands of dollars to keep these 15 background actors in this location. <laughs> and we have to keep doing this shitty blues number over and over again. Let's just do two takes. Fuck it. We're good. Yeah, I, I, oh, my God. No. no. <laughs> uh, my name is Dustin Leary. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's much worse. Like the Joey thing fucking sucked, but yeah. this it's just like it felt so much longer somehow. It did. Oh yeah, it yeah. It felt like yeah. it just dragged on and Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it felt really cringy, but it felt like I could laugh at it. Yes. Whereas Joey's mm. I was just like, "Oh no." Yes. I'm with you, Stella. With with okay. Joey, I felt like bad for making fun of it. With this, yeah. I just want to rip it apart entirely yeah. <laughs> 100%. And I think it's like they're giving us the the permission to do it where they were kind but, of giving Joey this like she's a really good singer. It's her talent at Miss Capeside or Miss Windjammer, yeah, but, sorry. <laughs> but I didn't feel like I could laugh at like the cringy like gay jokes. No, the gay that bashing was, was, so, was awful. It was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah, and this notion that like Andy, who finally accepted her brother coming yeah. out last episode, is now like I feel like drunkenness doesn't excuse it. that. Yeah, you super know? fucked up. <laughs> I feel like I her character in this episode or in the last couple episodes is like very inconsistent. Yeah, with like who she has been set up to be, and I do know that in the last episode, telling Daddy to fuck off is going right. to, like, break her brain a little bit. I mean, that was, like, mm -hmm. her enlightenment, and that's why she is getting drunk here and just, like, letting loose in the caboose. But <laughs> for her to go from, like, being, like, accepting of Jack and then, like, turning it around yeah. within an episode of just, like, being an asshole for no good fucking reason is insane. It is insane. Yeah. And to to be, you know... <laughs> To be using this as an example of why they are both quote unquote born to lose is just like <laughs> you fuckers don't get it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, Andy, I mean, Joey is the one person who is actually seeing things clearly when Pacey asks her how she's doing. And she's like, look, yeah, it sucks for me. But like Jack is the person who's going through something, mm -hmm. not me. Yeah. You know, but these two are like, man, my life sucks. I'm going to get some rum and Cokes and feel bad about myself. Well, I will say, I mean, yes, I agree. I will say that it was their first time getting drunk and, yeah. you know, that exacerbates all those feelings. And What a fucking story, though, for your first time, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I want to talk about, like, alcohol used in this episode uh, because, like, again, like I talked about this earlier, but this really felt just like a very status quo reminder to the general audience about, like, what's going on. So... After Dawson peeks his guts out, he proclaims, I'm never doing this again. Or maybe it was Andy that proclaimed, I'm never doing this again. But do you, is, is that all that this is? Is this yes. was this just like a halfway status quo expl explanation? Tale. And then the other is like after school special, like this is what happens if you drink, so you should never drink because our yeah. audience is only kids. I don't know. I think so. But then I also wonder if it's like everybody, I think, well, I don't know about everybody having that experience, but I feel like that is a relatable thing. Zoom just gave it a thumbs up. Um, Zoom gave that a thumbs up, guys, just so all the listeners know. I hope you're all giving this a thumbs up, too. Um, oh. oh, Cody's giving it a thumbs up, too. Uh, oh. But anyway, what I was, what I was going to say is it does feel like a relatable thing. Like, I remember my first hangover. <laughs> There's some fireworks <laughs> happening. Uh, I remember my first hangover feeling that exact same way and being like, I am never drinking again. This is mm. dumb. Yeah. I hate this. I can't believe I did this. I'm so disappointed with myself. And then how quickly that <clears throat> that goes down the drain, right? So, you know, I, I wonder if part of it was just like, <laughs> you know, are we supposed to just be like, oh, I've, I get that. <laughs> I've been funny. there. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what I was kind of yeah. maybe trying to get at. Is like, it does feel like a... Um, maybe a universal experience of like that first time right. when you're younger of like getting messed up and being like, Oh my God, I can't believe I did that. I'm never doing that again. Like yeah. that was the worst. Like that, that felt relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I like that it happens to Dawson and that he like actually kind of self implodes, self implodes. Why does that yeah. sound weird yeah. to me? I'm anyway, <laughs> He, you know, he he like. Did you take some psychedelics before this conversation. I I did. Yeah, in the break. Sorry, guys. I ate a handful of mushrooms. Uh, but Self implode. <laughs> like the scene from Toy Story with the aliens. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he he like has this catastrophic meltdown in front of everybody, and it, it almost seems like the entire fucking school is at this party, and they're yeah. just like watching him dance on top of the table, which is also him and Andy come home drunk, and they run through the house. <laughs> and then jump up on the table and start dancing in the most stupid fucking like what are you guys doing this this doesn't make sense but anyway no. i i i don't know i i thought that it was just kind of like um an, an interesting choice i guess to have them be so childish and naive but then i i like that dawson had this i really am expecting that the rest of the season the rest of the show is dawson he's gonna he's gonna be dealing with the consequences of this night do you guys agree I hope so. I mean, he does talk a lot of shit. A yeah. ton. And I like if I was Pacey, I'd be livid for what he said. Because that's so fucked up. So like, oh, I yeah. just want you to be a loser to make me feel better about myself. Yeah. yeah. Your whole purpose is to make me feel good about my life. Yeah. Nobody wants Insane. to hear that. Mm -mm. What the fuck? He's a psychopath. 
Yeah, Gossip or is sucks. it or is it going to go the other way where everyone's gonna be like, ah, he was he was drunk, so you know, we'll give yeah. him a pass. I don't know. I'm sure they won't hand wave this. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of feel like it is Dawson's it's not Creek. gonna be yeah, it's like <laughs> not gonna be talked about. Yeah. I'm, I could see well, it. There's a that. big dose of sarcasm there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it landed, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um one thing I guess I'm gonna touch on briefly is I, I couldn't tell, like, if Abby's goal with, like, pestering Jack, was it just to see, like, to try and hook up with him to prove, like, that, I don't know, that I, she could get him or, like, yeah. it, just, it was weird. I don't know I what really, her motivation was. Yeah. I honestly, like, I honestly think her whole thing in this episode is coming from a place like she's genuine. She like actually believes what she's saying that like everybody is bisexual. Um, and I just like want to fuck because she's like constantly living in the id. Like right. she's just mm-hmm. chasing whatever her lizard brain tells her to. So, yeah. uh, is it fucked up? Yeah. But like that just like is who she is. I don't think there's like any ulterior motive with that, but I hate I, what this is doing with like with Jack's character because yeah. like literally in the last episode, he comes out. And I think it's normal to explore, like, what he talks about, like, wanting to feel normal and how it's, like, isolating to come out, especially in 1999. Uh, And, like, feeling the pressures of, like, a social heteronormativity. Like, that's all important and that's interesting. But to do it, like, in the next episode and have it done in such a flimsy way of him believing Abby Morgan. Like, it's already established that no one believes Abby Morgan. So, like, why would he Mm -hmm. follow under the seduction of Abby Morgan of fucking all people? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess because he's vulnerable. But still, he's vulnerable, I don't know. but why not make it like Joey in right, like six yeah. episodes? Yeah, yeah. Like maybe you are the one, like he's just like mm-hmm. confusing his feelings or something. And it, was, it just it feels was so also, lazy. Yeah. Or. It, it, oh, wait, no, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I was just going to say, it's also confusing how, like how far she took it to the extent of exactly. like. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it almost made it. To me, you feel like she made a bet with someone that yeah. she could get Jack to kiss her. You know, like, mm-hmm. I believe what she's saying, but then also, like, the fact that she pushed it so far was just confusing. It didn't really match up. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah. And I think, you know, you're right, because when she's walking down the walk of shame with Jack down the stairs afterwards, she turns to her friends who, I guess, got flown in from some <laughs> other <laughs> some other city somewhere. Yeah, you know, very Tracy weird. and Kelly, who just don't exist. But anyway, they, they're there, and he and she's like, not so gay anymore. So I think, you know, mm-hmm. feather in the cap of of, yeah. of you, I tip my chapeau to you, madame, because I think she made a bet with, with them or was like, I bet I can get him. Because when mm-hmm. she shows up to the fucking ice house and... Yeah. <laughs> And and uh and and Jack is like oh, oh oh thank you I'd believe it if it wasn't coming from Satan I love oh his delivery in so that, good. that so moment good. but like <laughs> why are they showing up why are they like fetishizing the town gay so uh, weird yeah so, so weird, weird. So, and yeah so bad it seemed like Abby was like just kind of like showering him with compliments about the what his appearance totally. yeah like uh, yeah she was like it's a shame you know. Because yeah. you're so whatever, and then and then the and then the her friends saying like you're the first gay person I've ever met, or right. I don't know, it was yeah, just very weird, weird, yeah. very weird. It felt very much like he was a zoo animal, and all of these people are coming to <laughs> yeah. ca- coming to yeah. take a look at him, and that's kind of what the the kind of what he's expressing and why he falls prey to Abby. To your point, is like everybody is either so okay with it to just like 
you know, pretend like it's oh, pretend that they're okay with it or they're like, they feel bad for him, but she's the one person who is like treating him kind of normal. But I don't know. I, I also was like, yeah. she's also kind of completely negating what he is saying and being like, you're not gay. Like your experience is not authentic yeah. because everybody is actually pan. And right. Yeah. If, I, if, if anything, I wish they were leaning more into the kind of trope of the gay best friend. Yes. And like mm-hmm. women like constantly like, yes. Yeah. It's like women I, are like looking for yeah. their gay best friend and they want mm-hmm. this like very tropey, Yes. Uh, character of like a 90s homosexual totally, to totally. Be it, that like that would yeah. be so much more interesting to see her being like mm-hmm. come on like don't you want to hang out with me and him being like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about abby like we have yeah. nothing in common why would i ever want to be friends with you like that seems like yeah. way, totally way more rich oh my it god it felt like it was almost going like yeah. uh, gonna go that direction and then a quick turn but yeah yeah, yeah when, when she said to him like of course you don't like me nobody likes me like <laughs> I love that, first of all, but also I was like, this is the opportunity to create like some friendship here to give some depth to Abby. Finally, she's been searching for a friend. She needs somebody who is going to accept her. And in that moment, I remember thinking like, oh, cool. She's not going to like just be reduced down to some like vixen, right? Because he's gay. She's going to accept he's gay. We're going to get some depth from her. But instead she immediately goes and tries to seduce him because I guess she wants a notch in her belt more than anything. But It's 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 frustrating. It's disappointing. It's very haphazardly put together. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and at least it would be growing the world, right? Like that's what we I think want from Dawson's Creek is for it to continue to be world building, which it kind of is, but in these very like mealy mouthed ways. And they have these resources that they've already established, these characters and the and the relationships they have. Why not like do something new instead of just kind of I don't know. Yeah. Show us I what they already say- have. I will say that the um, the like moments back to back of Dawson, Dawson and Joey walking in on Jack and Jen, I yes. really like Dawson like just laughing out loud, just like yeah. at the situation like, ah. made me laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like this is good. funny. Um, and then um, when Abby says to her friends, "Like not so gay anymore," and then Jack was like. More gay than ever. Yeah, yeah. he had the best lines this episode. He had some really good ones. I thought he did. I feel like a long time ago, someone wrote into our show and said that, uh, didn't they say like Jack is actual, like actually like the fourth Right. Person yeah. of like oh, the core yeah, four. Oh, yeah, the core four. Uh, I don't, did they say that? Or well, they, they, said, just, they said it's not what we think. Yeah, like sure. is, right, it isn't what we initially four. will think. But I don't know if, I don't know if they We said don't know if that's was. Jack or not. Okay, I well, hope so. I hope so. it is Jack yeah. because yeah. he's a yeah. great character and I feel yeah. like I've yeah. really enjoyed watching him grow. And I just hope he gets better fucking storylines than this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's disappointing yeah. that they basically are just reveling in gay trauma, right? Like they're, they're just, tra- they're, they're traumatizing this character in front of us and then making us like watch and be like, see, don't do this. Like learn from this, but they're doing it. Too, yeah, you know what I mean? Sucks. Like they, these are contrived it, mm-hmm. like things that are happening that didn't have to happen that are happening. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I do wonder like, you know, if if Kevin Williamson wrote about like, I don't know, if any of this kind of happened to right. him. Yeah. Or Mike White. They're both in the room. Yeah. And I don't know yeah, if right. any of the other people that worked on the show are gay or not, but those are like clear yeah. Like, I know that those guys are gay, or at least right. by. 
Yeah. But I like I can see that, you know, like being in a small town where maybe being gay isn't like very common, having people fetishize that, like I could see that being yeah. someone's reality. And I mean, like everybody yeah. wants to feel wanted. And I thought that like Jack kind of articulating that to Joey and being like the, just the thought of being gay was so lonely that I didn't think I could accept it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I thought that was that's what I was kind of meaning when I earlier was saying like this episode has heart because there are those little impactful nuggets where it's like, man, that is, I'm happy that they talked about that. But I think this whole episode is mired in like filth that kind of undermines the nice yeah. things, you know, like why yeah. did we have to have the blues karaoke scene or why did we have to have the, the ridiculous Dawson face plant into the cake with the like, the worst sound effect it's like comical right like they should have i i wish that they were just more confident i guess that the reason they didn't is because they just gave us kind of like a couple heavy episodes in a row and they wanted probably some comic relief and that's why they gave us some comic relief in this episode but Mm -hmm. i don't know it it was it felt like uh uh, kind of a weaker delivery of both of the things that they're trying to deliver on for me yeah it just feels like a Treading water. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I and also I say, just like, uh, oh, what was that? Oh, I was just going to say, I will say this will be uh, an episode that I will never forget. Definitely not. That's very fucking true. Unforgettable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of the status quo, I want to know what your thoughts are with Joey saying, I love you as Dawson falls asleep. Aiden. Like, are they really trying to build? Okay, so she says that, and then it's snowing outside, and she said that that's what I hope for, and it goes along with him talking about what he hopes for. So it's like, are they really building for them to come back together again? Is that what the, all of this is for? Is that the narrative it arc that we're like seeing? It, it does, feels like it. It does, doesn't it? Which yeah. is then, yeah, I, what, what does it know. serve? Are they trying to tell us? Because like we all know like as an audience, that's a bad idea. Like we, right. we have enough evidence to know that that's not good. Nothing good will come of that. And the, I feel like the writers are smart enough to know that we know that and they know that. Mm-hmm. So are they just trying to tell us that, like, these two characters, uh, they're not necessarily, like, lusting or, like, wanting each other, but instead it's more like they're in love with, like, the simple life before things started getting right. more complex and changing their worldviews? Because obviously Dawson's having a hard time with that. Joey's having a hard time with her experience with Jack. So is it more like... They just want to be put back in the matrix, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Like, mm. The, mm. they want, I mean, ignorance is bliss, right? Like, right. is that right. what this is? That is, is that what they're trying to say? I don't really know. I don't know. I don't what, know. what did you gather out of it? I, yeah, I'm not sure. I just, it, I thought it was interesting when Joey said she felt like Dawson partially invented her. Yeah. I thought mm. that was like mm-hmm. sad and, and made me think like, you know, she's she's in this battle in her mind. Like, does she want to go back to that, or is she she's trying to break out of that? So, and then, and then his response, of course, was for her to find herself and quote do it quickly. Yeah. So there's that, like, you know, he wants her to do it quickly, and she's trying to get out of that. And and then to your point, like they have the snow. the The snow represents them kind of wanting to go back to the way things were. So I don't know. I think it's all all there. There's a little bit of everything there. But yeah, I, I kind of see it related to what we were talking about earlier, right? Like everybody is kind of at their, their, they're in their, you know, 
like the the, the winter of depression. What the fuck did yeah. you yeah. call it? <laughs> but you know, part of that for Joey anyway is being like despite knowing she needs to do all this stuff is being like, but I still love Dawson. Yeah. Right. Like I'm still weak, Mm -hmm. you know, not weak. I don't mean weak. Weak sounds like a bad word, but you know what I mean? Like I'm still, I I still am not strong enough to, to like actually body. Yeah. Well, no, no, not necessarily that, but like to, to embody the things that I'm saying, right? Like I'm putting up a front that I need this independence, but I actually really, really want you. I don't Mm -hmm. actually believe the things I'm saying. Or maybe I do, but you yeah. know what I mean? like Yeah, and maybe that's why they have her say it when he's asleep, you I, know, right? She's not saying it directly to him. True. Yeah. yeah. She can't say it to she him. She can't say it to him. Yeah. Which I just, I, did you guys see the deleted scene on YouTube where when she goes to the window and it starts snowing and then it like cuts to Dawson and he's rolled over and he's just furiously like, laugh crying masturbating all at once because he's like i knew it i knew it he just keeps saying that i knew it oh my god you didn't see that one no no no. i saw the other deleted scene where joey leaves and dawson falls asleep on his back and vomits while he's asleep and then dies (laughs) oh (laughs) i didn't see that one and i was like wow they really want to take the you know the dawson out of the creek (laughs) on the next joey's creek yes oh my god (laughs) god i wish does anybody have any other final thoughts on this episode? I just wanted to talk about briefly about um, Man Meat, Mr. Man Meat, <laughs> just because <laughs> they mentioned him becoming a, like, subbing at the high school. Right. I, it was oh, kind of like of a little bitty yeah. part of this episode, but it was kind of like, oh, okay, are things changing for, you know, or is there is there going to be some character development there yeah. i don't know what would he? i, I was possibly... so curious it just made me think like okay i hope we get a follow-up yeah. on that you know <laughs> uh yeah he said he's putting the restaurant on the back burner yeah and right. i mean it's like is he does he have any income right now maybe not and so he this is like yeah i was just like, also like, yeah and also subbing the high school seems so random to me like do we does he have They've never talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Ever. This is the 90s, and Miss Jacobs used to be a teacher here, and she can fuck whoever (laughs) she wants. And then we had the other teacher Mm -hmm. who just insults his students. So I guess they're like, I mean, you're hot, so I guess you can sub PE, maybe? He's like, sure, yeah, my son goes here, so that's all I really care about. (laughs) I hope it's for a really specific class on how to build a restaurant that has, like, an aquatic theme. Yes. Mm -hmm. I wonder... I was just saying, I wonder if maybe he'll discover like a, a secret passion. Maybe Ooh. he's like a really good teacher. Hey, that would be cool. Secret maybe. passions. Yeah. Love those. I love those too. <laughs> we <laughs> all have them. Mine's podcasting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the only thing I got left is uh, I feel like there's a lot of uh, uh, posters in the background beyond the read posters, but for bands and it's usually jam Ooh. bands. I feel yeah. like I've seen I like a lot that. of. <laughs> There's a lot of like widespread. Oh shit! <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> Zoom gave that a thumbs down. Oh, and it's now raining. Cody is soaked. Zoom Man. doesn't like jam bands apparently. Yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel like we got to start like a video <laughs> podcast just so you can see the Zoom effects. <laughs> Come find us on Patreon where you will just get a video feed of this. This is sick. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so sad. What is happening? I'm in the rain. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but I've seen like a lot of stickers for like jam bands, which is great. I love jam bands. But uh, 
my other passion is fucking noise music and metal and punk and stuff like that. And in the Ice House, I noticed there was a sticker for the band The Melvins from the yeah. Pacific Northwest, yeah. which was sick oh. as fuck. So I thought that was pretty cool. Very cool. Cool. Who do we think listens to it? Is it somebody just some nameless character in the back? Is it Bodie? Bessie? Or is it Bessie? Or is it Baby Alexander? Baby Alexander loves stoner metal, so I'm going to say... <laughs> goo, goo, ga, ga. <laughs> hey, that was a really good Melvin's impression. <laughs> well, I think it's time now for our ratings, recommendations, and Peak Creek moment of the week. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Is that what yeah. it's called? I know we don't release weekly, but I guess it, there's just an off week where there's no Peak Creek moment. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. I'm going with a two. Uh, this episode is very middle of the road. It's just doubling down on a status quo. And maybe that's a reminder for audiences that are only tuning in every once in a while just to catch up and know what's going on in the Capeside world. But the bar sequence in Jack's B story weighed down even further. Was I entertained? Extremely, but was it good? No. Uh, Peak Creek moment is Dawson falling face first into the cake, and that ADR and splat effect was hilarious. Good shit. I'm gonna give this a 2.5. Um, did not enjoy this episode. The, I thought the drunk scenes were very cringy, as was some of the writing and dialogue, uh, the out of touch gay jokes. Um, on the other hand, there were some good moments, so like that's why two point five middle, kind of a middle rating. But um, I loved some of Jack's one liners, and then of course Jen dumping Ty, um, and then I liked the world building with the jazz club, and then the seasonal stuff with the snow. It just made Capeside feel more lived in, and I liked that. So two point five. Two point five. I am oh, also gonna pick. Oh. Right? Peak yeah. Creek oh, yeah. Okay. Peak Creek moment. So, Peak Creek, also Dawson's face in the cake. And um, <laughs> both Jack and Jen's had some really good quotes. Um, Jen, I don't think we talked about it, but where, when she said, Anyone who can make me feel like this doesn't deserve a maybe. Yeah. To- yeah, yes. that was good. Yes. <clears throat> good job, Jen. All right. I am also going to give it a 2.5. Uh, I definitely feel like I laughed a lot in this episode, which uh, definitely contributes to the rating. Um, yeah, like, you know, kind of like we said, it definitely felt like not a lot happened, um, which was a little frustrating, but, uh, you know, I, I feel like every once in a while I, I get to this point where I'm like, yeah, I think things are going to turn around, and I think this is going to be the, the thing where things start to happen and uh, feeling like that right now. And uh, I just feel like I'm going to be let down again, but that's okay. I um, I'm excited that Jen broke up with Ty. Really hope that sticks. Um, Pete Creek moment. Uh, I think Dawson, like telling everyone how it is before his face goes into the cake that was cool yeah i like that Thanks. okay cool um Thanks, James. You're, yeah you, you're welcome <laughs> wow stella great job <laughs> <laughs> i give i give that five stars out of five so <laughs> thank you that's, thank you so much actually that's uh, two thumbs up 
we just returned to our mini <laughs> podcast within a podcast, Apple Podcast <laughs> Review. That was my review oh. of your segment there, Stella. Uh, Thank but you. my rating for this episode, you guys have been drinking the haterade. It is a five out of five for James. <laughs> this was the best You're episode. Joking, right? No, I actually wow. gave this a five out of five. Not because I think this is a particularly good yeah. episode, right? Like I have to caveat this. This is a bad episode because this I'm sorry, everybody. I know we have, oh God, I'm going to say it. I'm so sorry to all of our listeners. Dawson's Creek isn't a good show. This is an example of it. This this episode sucks, but it sucks in the best way that I love. And this is an example of it. I love this kind of bad show. Um, and I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. I want more episodes that are absolutely unhinged. That's what I like. <laughs> I, I like soft character development. I'm a simple boy. I don't want a lot. I just want a little. <laughs> and this episode gave me what I needed. Um, my Peak Creek moment is much similar to yours, Stella. It's pre-faceplant in the cake. It is actually one very specific moment where Dawson... I just think James Vanderbeek has a very funny delivery in the moment when he is accosting Jack. Sorry, don't cancel me. When he says uh, Jack is having his very own one night production of in and out he's in he's out he's in he's out oh my god <laughs> I, oh, the way it is absolutely terrible but the way that he delivers it is very funny to me i i yeah. really liked it he's just like he's he's, he's capturing this moment mm -hmm. well and i just really thought that james vanderbeek kind of gave that moment his all and i thought it was funny i don't know um and it just made me hate dawson but for once in this entire show's run I was supposed to hate Dawson. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like given permission to yeah. fucking hate this guy and it felt really nice. So anyway, five out of five and uh, you guys suck. And Dawson, he really <laughs> gave that his all. Like, I mean, James Vanderbeek, like he yeah, really he did. did give his, this performance. Uh, he know, did. And his, he's all know, in. All, yeah. He, I thought as, as far as drunk acting went, while the earlier drunk acting was absolutely terrible, I did like that drunk acting where he wasn't like, slurring all of his words and be you know like he could have oh that's much that. more realistic yes he could have slopped <laughs> that up so much to the point where it was like just mm -hmm. unwatchable so respect now time for recommendations is it not it is indeed yes indeed recommendations uh, it is <laughs> recommendations it is um my recommendation yeah I was just gonna say you kick you kick it you, you kick it off. You got it. Um, my recommendation this week. I've been going back and forth. I actually have so many things that I want to recommend that it's been quite a challenge. But um, I'm gonna take just the easy way out here. Ah, oh, fuck. You know, I'm calling a last minute audible. Sorry, guys. Fuck it. I'm gonna recommend a. Who? You know what? Everybody needs to spend money on things these days, right? We've all got money burning holes in our pockets. And right, everybody, let's get a round of applause. Please, everybody at home, clap. Thank you very much. We've all got money to spend, and I want you to go spend it on one month of a subscription to nugs.net. That is nugs.net. Um, it is Cody, you know what it is. It's a streaming service dedicated to basically jam music. Um, I just happened to get in on like they, they had a special for the New Year's, and I tried it out, thought it'd be fun. They've got every band you've probably wanted to listen to and a bunch that you really should be listening to and they've got basically every live performance straight from their board onto the streaming service 
most of the bands are like mixing and mastering these. So imagine like the best live concert audio from your favorite bands. And that's basically what the streaming service provides. And then on top of that, they've also got live video from these concerts too. So, you know, if, if you're not fortunate enough to live in a place like Portland or Seattle or Los Angeles or New York or Chicago, where you are just getting these big bands coming all the time, um, or you have them coming close to you, this might be your only opportunity to see bands like Bruce Springsteen. I mean, they've got the the boss. They got the boss on there. <laughs> they've got the a band. I don't know. Pahish. Pahish. I don't know. Cody tried uh, to Trey get Anastasio's Pahish. Yeah. Pahish. <laughs> and they've even got King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard <laughs> on there. Um, a, a bunch of their live music. So I'm just going to recommend. What about recommend- Goose? They got Goose on there? They've got Goose mm-hmm. on there. Yeah, and they, they stream every Goose live sh- show live. Like, you can watch every yeah. Goose show. Fuck yeah. Isn't that the, also the one we found, the Joan Jett? Yes. Concert? Yeah, we watched some Joan Jett. That was fun. So they even have, like, <laughs> stuff from the 70s and 80s yeah. on there. It's, it's kind of crazy the amount of stuff they have on there. And like I said, you know, I made a joke. Everybody's got money to spend. But I do think it's worth just go spend one month. See what you can see what you can find. You you will find new music. You'll find maybe like a new appreciation, a new appreciation for old music. And it's just kind of kind of cool to expose yourself to that. Go go check it out. Nugs.net. Yeah, And if you like the Grateful Dead, like there's a lot of dead shows that are on streaming services like Spotify and Apple and stuff. There's like a ton of dicks picks and other stuff that's been released. But if you go on to Nugs, there's thousands of shows. Like it, yes. it's like endless and the quality is incredible. So, and it's what I really like about it is it's broken up, not just by like most recent, most popular also by year. So, you know, if you know a band has a certain really good year or you just want to go back year by year and see how they've progressed, you can do that. And then because there's a whole community there, you can kind of like see what the fans of this band are listening to. And that can kind of guide you as far as like what is good. Because not every band has great studio albums. Some have really bad studio albums, but they're really good live. And this is a good way to see that. So yeah, that's it. All right. Um, Well, in the last month, I had a lot of free time. And I watched uh, The Bear. Seasons one and two. Uh, took, I love it. Yeah, uh, I was late to the party, so you know I'm sure a lot of people have already seen it, know what it's about. But if not, um, uh, you can watch it on Hulu. It's an FX show uh, about a world-renowned chef uh, returning home to Chicago after a, a tragic family death and. Uh, working at a a family owned restaurant and kind of relationship. It's a relationship drama, family drama. Um, It's it's, if you have an appreciation for food and cooking, I think it's really amazing to watch it. When I watch it, I just like kind of salivate. I just like want to eat everything. And uh, the acting's incredible. The music's great. The directing's great. I, I love it so much. Um, I'm really sad I finished it. I mean, I'm, I can't wait for there to be more, but I, I loved it so much. We just did the same thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I love it yeah. so much. So good. Yes. Like, I can't say enough about how much I love that show. Yes, yeah. chef. Yes, chef. yes, chef. Who's your favorite yeah. character? Richie. Richie. Oh, man, his episode <laughs> in season two. Yeah. fucking yeah. amazing. That, I just I, that amazing. might be my favorite episode, honestly. I, I think it's almost <laughs> worth watching the entire show just for that episode, yeah. just because yeah. 
we talk a lot about like character growth and and characters with con- things with consequence and seeing things play out. And there's this character in in season one of Bear that you probably hate. You'll probably hate Richie for most of season one. And then season two comes around, and suddenly you're like, "Holy fuck!" I have a different appreciation for him, and it's just uh, mm-hmm. it's beautiful to see. I don't know, Cody. Have yeah. you seen the Bear? I've seen the first four episodes, and I think it's fine. Perfect. Mm. <laughs> I know everyone tells me the exact same thing. They, no season two. Yeah. That's where it gets so fucking good. They do and some I'm like, really like creative yeah, stuff too in season two. So they get very creative with uh, the episodes. But you gotta but, watch the Christmas dinner episode. Yeah, I'll get there. These are the seven fishes. Yeah. <laughs> I like Tina. Tina's cool. I love Tina too. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that I feel like there's gonna be more more development with her. She's great. Yeah. yeah. I'm I do biased. love Ao. I think she's fucking awesome. And Ao, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ao's my favorite. Well, you know, her, I mean, her character's yeah. name is Sydney, but yeah, she's my favorite. I'm biased a little yeah. bit, but it's hard. But yeah. I, I love her character, one. and I love every character. To be honest, yeah. Fac yeah. is so fucking cool. They're all so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, great show. Highly recommend. What is it on? You can watch FX. on Hulu. It airs yeah. on FX. There we go. Find That's it. in the U.S. though. I don't know about international distribution. Internationally, you have to bu- uh, bury an artichoke inside oh a can of tomatoes, and then you you turn your TV on and it it's just on. Streaming services oh. in Canada are insane. Yeah, I know. That's what I, that's what I've been told by the Canadian listeners. Anyway, they might be lying to me now that I think about it. <laughs> okay, my turn. Um, I am recommending an audiobook called "The Woman in Me." By Britney oh. Spears, read by oh. the one and only, our favorite, Michelle Williams. Yes. Uh, she reads um, the audiobook for Britney. Um, so, yeah, I recommend listening to the audiobook specifically because Michelle Williams does inc- an incredible job reading um, Britney's story without it feeling too, like, charactery, if that makes sense. Because uh, I, I feel like sometimes Britney puts on this, like, character of herself when she's talking to the public um, because that's what she's accustomed to kind of like putting on a show. So it was just, it's, it's a really interesting book. Um, I think it explains a lot about why Brittany is the way she is. Um, and also I like, I read that, that Brittany didn't want to relive the whole story by reading it. So thus having someone else read it. Um, and then that Michelle Williams was chosen to do the audio recording because of her acting chops and she does an incredible job. Um, there were times that I thought I was, I felt like I was listening to Brittany not like character Britney, but just like Britney telling her story. Um, so yeah, everyone should go listen to that audiobook. It's great. <laughs> Do you suggest listening to it? Because if you actually read the book, it's just emojis. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Very cryptic emojis yeah. Yeah. that have deep meaning. It's a whole bunch of purple <laughs> imp faces and yeah. then dancing ladies. Little rose. Knives, Knives and yeah, roses. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Handcuffs. <laughs> Uh, okay, this week I'm recommending the new Todd Haynes movie, May-December, starring ah. Natalie Portman, Julianne Moore, and Charles Melton. The premise is as follows. 20 years after their notorious tabloid student-teacher romance gripped the nation, a married couple buckles under the pressure when an actress arrives to do research for a film about their past. You heard that right, folks. It's very much a riff on the Pacey Miss Jacobs plot. 
as if they had gotten married and we picked up the story years later. A lot of people have been crying out for the Oscar snubs of Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie, but holy fucking shit, this movie was completely snubbed. It's bonkers. It's especially annoying because the tone of the movie is incredibly delicate balance of a serious and grounded drama mixed with a literal laugh-out-loud Lifetime movie-esque melodrama, which is seriously hard to pull off. Uh, but the cast and Haynes do it. Uh, it's in my top five of 2023, and awards don't mean shit. This one is going to live on. Also just want to note that the comedy tone is very weird, but very purposeful, and I've talked to a lot of people that didn't know it was supposed to be purposeful and were weirded out by it. But it is funny. It's supposed to be that way, and it's also very sad and very serious, too. But check it out. If you were disgusted by the Pacey... Miss Jacobs plotline, like this movie's for you. It's excellent. Yes, yeah. I'm so happy that you confirmed that this is in the Creeks averse because I agree. I think that this is a Creek, a, 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 this is a continuation of the Pacey Witter, Tamara <laughs> Jacobs storyline. Yes. They just had to change the character names, of course. <laughs> and, you know, this is such a great transition because uh, next time on Freaks and Creek, Freaks and Creeks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Next time on Freaks and Creeks, season two, episode 17, titled Psychic Friends, as Dawson courts a teacher's opinion of his film, Joey pursues a date with someone who's actually interested in Jack. Ooh. 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 Baby. Oh, baby. That oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, baby. That sounds so spicy. I cannot wait. Same. Woo! It's going to be good. All right. Well, uh, I guess that about does it for this episode of Freaks and Creeks, ladies and germs. Uh, thank you so much for <laughs> listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, go ahead and subscribe to our show and join us as we continue to set sail through Dawson's Creek one episode at a time. If you want more Freaks content, visit our website, freaksandcreeks.com, and find us on Instagram at freaksandcreekspod, where we do, well, when I say we, Cody does some fantastic memes. They are so very, very funny. And the rest of us, uh, we, we do work too, I promise. Uh, it's, not, <laughs> it's not just a one-person show. But anyway, at Freaks and Creeks Pod, or write to us at show at Freaks and Creeks. What is it? Show at freaksandcreeks.com. Until next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>